the son. I think I lose the father. Every man at some point in his life is going to lose a battle. He's going to fight and he's going to lose. But what makes him a man is that in the midst of that battle, he does not lose himself. Sometimes you feel like an outcast. But you'll never be alone. Nobody does anything without help, Will. People open doors for me, and I've worked hard to open doors for you. It doesn't make you any less of a man to walk through. Hello, welcome to the Dadless Soul Sessions podcast. Thank you very much for listening. My name's Jim Colson, and in our latest live stream, I talked to Ben Morehouse, who is a returning main guest. The first one that we've had on the Dadless Soul Sessions. His story about coming through stillbirth and wanting to make a change and make a difference for other dads and other parents is an inspiring one. And he talks a bit more about that in this episode and about how his fundraising challenges have been hindered because no one wants to talk about it, including an absolutely shocking message that he got. Because surely we would think... In this day and age, talking about something is always better than not talking about something and it could really help other people. However, you will hear more about what happened to him, what he's doing for his next big challenge. He walked through a heat wave last year and managed to raise money for saving babies' lives. He's doing something that's bigger than what he did last year, and you'll just have to find out what it is by listening to my chat with Ben Morehouse. Good evening, Jim. How are you? Okay. Yeah, not too bad. Now, Ben, you're our first returning main guest. I mean, Alex is here quite often when he's not stuck in traffic, and Glenn comes back every week, and Dan can't keep him off it. But, uh, But the main sort of headline guest, you're the first person to come back. Do you feel honored? Yeah, I'm well and truly honoured, Jim. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm extremely humbled and, uh, yeah, I'm very, very proud. You know, Dabla Soul, it's a fantastic family. And, you know, thank you to yourself, Dan, once again for this uh, opportunity. Uh, but, yeah, it's um, very, very proud once again. But, yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, now, could you give us kind of um, your story uh, people who listened last time will kind of have heard more of that. We, we went into kind of a lot of the, the, the sort of background of your story. Um, but I think it, it makes sense to kind of bring us up to date um, for people who weren't watching last time or didn't listen last time. Yeah, so our our daughter, uh, Kelly Patera, was um, a spillborn from uh, back in October, 26th of October, um, 2018. Um if, if people don't know what a stillbirth is, um, it's when a baby, um, after 24 weeks of pregnancy, um, is born dead um, before um, or, or during birth. Um, and our daughter, Kelly Patera, at 37 weeks of pregnancy, um, back in October 2018, um, was was born dead. Um, we had a, a textbook textbook pregnancy, um, a couple of extra scans towards the very end um but no no concerns and um, yeah just a few weeks before our our due date uh, we were told our daughter's heart had, had no heartbeat um and yeah it's just you know it's just, even now you can see it's it's been a soul destroying devastating um 
but yeah, it was shocking, you know, beyond beyond belief, heartbreaking. And if, even five years now, five years on, it still is. Um, but yeah, we were told our our daughter had died. You know, we were we were ready. Uh, the house was ready. We were ready to bring a a young person back into our, our into our house, into our home, um, for our our lives to change as well. And um, yeah, within within minutes, within seconds, our our lives changed. Um, back in October 2018. Um, so yeah, we we had to return home for two days, um, carrying our our daughter still inside of Gaina, inside of her mum. Um, dead inside, you know, a fully developed baby, baby girl. And um, so we went home to a house which was which was ready um, to be surrounded by everything, you know, from from her a little girl's clothes to a to a bedroom to a nursery, just just everything. And then two days later, we had to return to the maternity ward, um, surrounded by crying babies, um, to have a, a sixteen hour natural labour. Um, to give birth to our our beautiful daughter, and um, you know, I just when when I held our daughter in my arms after, um, I just made her a promise that as as a dad, I would do everything in my power to to do her proud, and to ensure that she just didn't didn't die for nothing. And and after that, you um, you sought out the um, the expertise of the team in Manchester, didn't you? We did do, yeah. So we had um, the following year as well, we did experience um, a, a miscarriage at, at nine weeks, which should have never, ever happened um, due to some information we were given. Um, we thought we were doing, we, we always hoped for a brother or sister, even before Palipatera, um, if we were um, lucky enough. Um, but yeah, we had a, a miscarriage at nine weeks and then we just, you know, we thought there's just something not not quite right with with everything. Um, we were never really given a, an explanation as to why our daughter died. Um, quite a lot of the blame was put on on mum as well, um, which didn't help. Um, but yeah, through through some of the media work which I was doing at the time to to raise awareness, um, I come into contact with uh, Professor Alexander Hazel of the uh, Tommy's Rainbow Clinic and Research Centre at Manchester University. Um, at St Mary's Hospital, and we just got talking, and um, yeah, me again agreed that in the future, should we um, be in a position mentally, physically, to hope um, to have you know a brother or a brother or sister, um, we would need the love and care, the specialist care of, of Alex and the team, um, to hopefully give us a, a better a better outcome. And they're doing this pioneering research, aren't they? But obviously, they need money to do that. They do, yeah. It's like with any with any research. You know, re- research isn't doesn't it's, it's not free, and it's a, a costly um, project. Any any research, um, but yeah, you know the re- the research um, Alex and his team are undertaking is, is pioneering, um, and they are through through their research in Manchester, they are saving babies' lives. Um, if it wasn't for Alex and the team, um, you know, back in during lockdown in twenty twenty. Uh, we had our our rainbow baby, a pollen. Um, it was a, a real life miracle. And you know, if it wasn't for for Alex and the team and their research, um, a pollen would would not be here now. He would he would have died. Um, so you know, Alex and the team just do such wonderful work um, for not just for our family but so many families. And you know, 
by saving babies' lives, they're also helping future generations of, of families for, for years and years to come. Um, so, yeah, the work they do is it's just yeah, incredible. And so uh, you kind of, uh, you've always raised money for good causes. You've always done extreme challenges. And last summer, probably what, about the same time as now, we were talking to you about the extreme challenge that you were going to do uh, for walking from London to Manchester. And I, I really remember it because I, I know I know you, Ben. I mean, full disclosure, I'm mates with Ben. And, um, and I know what he's capable of. And I, I've seen him determined and I've, I've followed him up the Yorkshire Three Peaks and absolutely knackered myself trying to keep up with him um but i know he's capable of and people someone got in contact didn't they and because your idea was to go walk from london to manchester to to the hospital non-stop no rest no staying over in hotels just do that walk and i I remember a message coming in going well it's not possible he's talking nonsense he's not planning it it's going to take him a week at least people can't do that and Tell them what happened. Yeah, so during you know, last last July, um, during the re- the record breaking UK heat wave, um, with with the roads melting from from underneath my feet, um, I managed to get you know through from from London through to Manchester um, in one piece, uh, non-stop with no sleep in a in a time of fifty five hours, um, which was incredible. Um, I did only last year. I did only scrape through. You know, had a, a few hurdles along the way, but um, you know, just that sheer determination, the love for my daughter, the reason why I do what I do for Alex and the team uh, was the the motivation to help me get to the finish line. But yeah, every age, and there's there's always people in in any any parts of life will always doubt you. Um, you know, I always say to people, you know, please don't judge me on on your own ability. Um, you know. If it's a challenge is not a challenge unless it's challenging, and um, you know if it, if it was easy, it's not worth doing. Um, but yeah, last year was it was a, a very you know, a fantastic experience. But you know, Ben Morehouse doesn't stop, and um, yeah, I've got to keep keep going forward for my daughter, and you know, for for the reasons why. So that is it. So you you stuck one in the eye of the doubters last year. And you thought what you do is then just amp it up a little bit and make it a bit more difficult for 2023, yeah? I did do, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, after the event, I do, I do recover. Um, I go over to go over to Rhodes in Greece, you know, let my hair down, just sort all the blisters out, and you know, just have a a couple of beers and just just relax and recover. But you know, me- mentally as well. Uh, a lot of people only just see the couple of days what take place. But for me, you know, on, on top of working full time and, and running the charity full time, um, you know, this is I have to live and breathe every day, preparation for what for what I do for these extreme challenges. And um, yeah, you know, I come back and I started talking to Gaynor, and you know, I just said, I don't know, you know, I mean, I'm more than sure you've watched you've watched the Rocky films, Jim, but. <laughs> After after a few weeks, I still felt I had something, some stuff in the basement, as Rocky would say. And when when you've got some stuff in the basement, you've got to keep going. And yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm doing in a couple of weeks. You know, I'm, I've still got something I just need to need to achieve for myself personally as well. Um, and I've got a point to prove to to myself. Um, 
and just to do my daughter proud as well. It's just something I've really got to do, yeah. So what's the challenge for 2023? So, yeah, so in on the July the 15th, so just, just over two and a half weeks now, um, I've decided to to push, you know, one one step further, or maybe more than one step. <laughs> um, so, um, so yeah, I'm going to be walking from uh, from Edinburgh Castle um, through to St Mary's Hospital uh, in Manchester. Um, this is going to be 206 mile. Um, I'm not doing it over a week. You know, I could have quite easily done 40, 50 mile every day, hotel every night, full night sleep, start again. I could have gone to a timetable, but What's the point in that? Um, so yeah, Ben Morehouse, the bereaved dad from Halifax, you know, the normal, the normal dad, uh, will be doing it non-stop, 206 mile, uh, walking night and day, um, with no sleep. Um, and yeah, it's gonna be one hell of a challenge. Um, and I've I've done the research, and from what I can make out, Jim, there's not one other person on this planet who's doing this distance non-stop anywhere. Um so that in itself tells you a lot, you know. Even some of these professional endurance athletes, you know, have contacted me and said, "Wow, this is just incredible." Um, so yeah, it's going to be a, an epic, colossal, extreme challenge in a couple of weeks. But I'm I'm prepared. Um, I'm ready to ready to rock and roll for my daughter, and uh, yeah, I'm looking to do myself proud, my daughter proud. Um, us all proud and just, you know, help save babies' lives in the process. Let's have a look at that route on this handy video that you have provided for us. It's that last shot where it pulls out and you see the the, the, the length of the country. The I mean, basically half the country, isn't it? That's that's where you're walking. It is, yeah. yeah. So it's, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, when, when you when you when you look at Google, just a, the Google Maps, just as a, as a straight line, it, it doesn't look. People can't understand the magnitude of of the size of this this journey. But when you do see the map, you know, in that in that way, it's just. Yeah, I'm tired just looking at it, Jim. It's, uh, yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> and if you know anything about those towns and cities that came up, there's a lot of hills around there as well. There is, there is, but yeah, it's nothing nothing compared to the Archer 3 Peaks, Jim, so I'm sure I'll be all right. That's true, that's true. Um, yeah, and you were a machine on that as well, absolutely. Um, it's, I mean, it is a massive challenge, how long do you think you're going to take to do that based on your London experience? Yeah. I mean, from, from what I've uh, been, you know, I've been having, a, having a look at the, uh, the weather reports as well, Jim, for the predicted weather for July. And uh, yeah, it's hopefully uh, looking like it could be a, a good, 
a good spell of weather as well. So hope, you know, if it's weather of 30 degrees plus, um, I'll take that into consideration, but I'm hoping to do it in maybe between 55 uh, and 60 hours. But um, yeah, I'm not going to say what I'm going to do, but you know, action speaks louder than words. Um, but this, this year I'm really, really um, raring to go. Um, last, last year was special, but this year is just... Yeah, it's the stuff in the basement, Jim. It's ready to come out. Fair enough. Yeah, th- that report that came out, that you sent me this earlier, didn't you? Um, exact time, subtropical Mediterranean airstream will see UK roasted by new heat wave. July. W- w- when are you going again? July. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. The, uh, the f- 15th of July, Jim. So yeah, we'll be heading up to uh, Edinburgh on, on the Friday, the day before, with my uh, support team of uh, Gainer, uh, Jason and Adam. Um, so yeah, I've got a cracking, cracking support team this year. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a it's a massive challenge for them as well, Jim, because you know doing doing this driving and supporting me for my my safety, it's a that's a huge, extreme challenge in itself. Um, but yeah, hopefully I will get the weather, and you know I've got a lot of experience from from roads. But um, yeah, the hotter the hotter the better. You, you really, that's what you're hoping for. You're hoping for more. I'm hoping. I'm, I'm praying. I'm praying. Yeah. Um, it's just for me. It's just you know the more the more challenging the conditions, um, it's the bigger the bigger point I can prove. And hopefully, if people do see me in more challenging conditions, it may bring in a few extra quid as well, which is you know another reason why I'm doing this. Well, that, let's talk about that because that's kind of the elephant in the room, isn't it? That's um, one of these things. Is that I know we've had a lot of discussions about this, a lot of chat about this, but it's very difficult to raise money as someone who isn't already a celebrity. It's easy. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it, this, is, this is the biggest, the biggest challenge, Jim. Um, you know, I, I'm not saying everybody who does something for charity, no matter how big or small, in my opinion, is, is a wonderful person, you know, to make a difference for anybody is one of the biggest gifts you can give, give to anybody in life. Um, but this, this challenge is, in my opinion, the biggest extreme challenge anywhere. And it doesn't matter who I go to in the media, whether it be newspapers, TV, radio, locally, nationally, beyond, um, there is just a total lack of interest. Uh, I mean, our, our press release um, went to a lot, lot, lots of avenues, lots of channels through the media, um, and we've had two, two responses, um, one from Edinburgh, um, one from Manchester, and every other... Avenue was just yeah no response. Um, I had one response. I don't know if you did see it on Twitter. Uh, the reason the reason why they will not cover my extreme challenge is because my daughter's death and story is too disturbing for the readers well, I, and the viewers. I have, I've I've got that one here. Um, as you as you can appreciate, your story and extreme walk could be upsetting for many of our readers, including those with younger children, in which it could be very disturbing to read. On this note, we would not be able to cover this. However, I do wish you good luck with your challenge, rather you than me. That kind of perky ending is trying to mask what is, I think, uh, a shocking thing to say. I mean, and this is one of the reasons why I wanted you back on. Obviously, we want to talk about the challenge, but that is basically saying, let's just sweep it under the carpet let's not talk about stillbirth, let's not talk about baby loss because it's too disturbing and we'd rather just not think about it. But surely, I mean, you are evidence 
that talking about it and being able to um, express yourself and being able to then find kind of help is massively mm -hmm. important for people, right? It is. I mean, you know, before before our daughter's death, Jim, you know, I I didn't know about stillbirth. I was, you know, oblivious. I knew I knew about miscarriage. Um, in in the, in you know, from from my knowledge, babies died during birth after. But this this term, stillbirth, stillborn, I'd never never come across it before. And you know, through our pregnancy, um, like most other people in society who have not known about this subject. After 12 weeks or beyond, I just thought everything was was okay, um, and you just go on as normal. Um, but yeah, this this is the problem, you know. If if one person, such as this person on, on this example, can brush it under the carpet, um, what are other people doing? And for me, it's through my experiences, it's that people just simply cannot put themselves into the shoes or the or into the position of a parent who was experiencing this devastation and pain. Mm. Um, and I think that's what it boils down to. Um, but, you know, without without speaking about it, how how do we save babies' lives? Um, and I'm not, not just talking about research, but, you know, there, there will be couples out there now going through a what they think is a normal pregnancy. And the fact is there'll be couples everywhere around the UK with their babies inside and they will be completely oblivious and their babies are fighting for their lives. Mm. And the, the local maternity units they're going to are none the wiser. Um, and it, it's scary. And, you know, it's a, for me, and we, we know through the charity, um, maternity is a is a postcode lottery. Um, and just by speaking out through the media, it can help, you know, educate people through pregnancy and through that process help to save lives. And... I imagine also afterwards as well, because I know when you were on last time, you were talking about the lack of support, particularly for dads in that situation. You're already in a, a bewildering situation that you don't really understand. You were obviously never prepared for, you didn't even think about. And then a lot of the the, the aftercare is focused on how the mum's doing, which is you know, obviously that's important. But you were talking about how you were sort of alienated, yeah. Yeah, and I still, I still am, Jim. You know, five, five years on, um, people very, very rarely ask how I am. Um, you know, based on on my daughter, mm. um, they just think because I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a bloke, I'm a you know, a general guy. I should I should be strong, um, and I should be able to move on in life. And as time goes on, you just forget about things and because we've got a pollen, I'm, I'm just okay, you know. Um, you know, a lot of people see our son as, as a replacement, which is totally wrong. Um, just because our son's here and well doesn't mean every day I grieve for my daughter, which I do. Um, and, you know, people just, yeah, it's I think unless, unless it's happened to, to yourself or, you know, somebody who has experienced the, the death of a baby, um, or you are just a genuinely good person, good you know, good kind person in the world. Um, most people will just yeah, just just push it to one side. Um, but yeah, as a dad, you know, it's even now it's tough. Um, but this is why I support other dads, you know, through the charity um, because I was never never given any any support. Um, 
So yeah, I've got over over one hundred dads now in the UK and overseas every every week. Um, who were all in in a very similar position, um, such as Alison's husband in the comments. Um, they've never had any support. So just through through a promise to my daughter, if if I can be there just to listen, or just just be there, just yeah, just just like we are now, just talk, just to have somebody to, somebody to talk to. Um, it makes a, a hell of a difference. Um, and I said from the start, if I can help one one dad, it's it's just worth doing. And then you get messages like that, which are basically saying, "Don't talk about it." And that is that's one of the most shocking things that I've seen that of you know of, of everything really is. That I, I know the challenge that you've had with with raising money for this, and mm-hmm. and I couldn't believe that someone would say oh, well, we don't want to talk about it because it might be disturbing. Sometimes we have to be confronted with these things because it helps to prevent these things from happening, but also it helps people who've been through these to not feel alone, to feel supported, to feel like there's someone else out there. And and to say, don't talk about it is is absolutely shocking. It really is. It is, and I think it's it's... Comments such as this, Jim, which when I do say, you know, I like to prove people wrong, and you know, it's a, it's not the biggest motivation, but at the back of my mind, you know, come July the fifteenth, everybody who does not support through through choice, such as this this person, um, it will be an extra driving force just to say this this is why I do what I do. Yeah. Okay. Um, if people do want to donate to this, because it's an amazing that you are putting your body through. Just absolute endurance. You did it last year. You you're going for something even more difficult this year. Uh, this is tell me this is the correct address. Yeah, justgiving.com slash Manchester six. There you go. Um, so you can donate to uh, to Ben and to his cause uh, by going to justgiving.com slash Manchester two zero six, and uh, and all of that money goes to Dr. Hazel. Yeah. It does every every single penny. So yeah, through our our small charity, um, we you know every every single penny, every pound raised through through the pain and suffering which is coming my way in a couple of weeks goes to Alex and the team. Um, but you know, knowing knowing how it's going to help families um, to ensure they don't have to go through the devastation that that we do. You know, every every mile is worthwhile. Um, you know, I have set myself a ten thousand pound target, as you know, Jim, but. Uh, I'm just over fifteen hundred pounds at the moment, which it, it doesn't just justify what what I'm doing. Um, but without publicity, what what chance do I have of of reaching that? Um, but yeah, if there's any any support out there, you know, please please donate, please share to family and friends, and it would be amazing. Thank you. Um, it's one of those things, isn't it? Because if if this was like um. Uh, a sports relief or a children in need when they do these extreme challenges beforehand you'd be you know you'd get joe wicks or uh, someone like that and they would do they genuinely do something that really put themselves through the ringer and they would raise so much money doing it yeah. uh, and that's you know completely justified and that's completely uh, a great thing for these people to do and 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 i think people really respond to it, it but it just blows my mind that people can find out what you're doing and and people the press don't want to report about it because this is no, like no. this is it's it's nuts <laughs> if you don't mind me saying it really is 
Oh, no, I'll take that as a compliment, Jim. Thank you very much. Yeah, in the best possible way. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's good to be crazy, yeah, um, as, as Zorba the Greek said. But, yeah, um, yeah, it, it is crazy. You know, there's, there's nobody else doing it. But um, it's something it's something I must do to challenge myself. Um, but, yeah, you know, £10,000, £10, I, I don't think, is a lot for what, what I'm doing um, you know, it's a it's a big sacrifice for, for six, seven month preparation. Um and yeah, any 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 amount of money, Alex, I know Alex is is happy and proud of um, you know, Alex will be joining me as well, um, twenty or thirty miles from the finish as well. So he'll be he'll be walking with me to to help me on, on my on my final miles, which is a big, big help. Um he did join me last year as well. Um and just to be able to talk, you know, dad dad to dad. Um, about life, about Talipatera, about his children, um, about the the research, and just just that motivation. Um, it's always a big help from Alex. But uh, yeah, unfortunately, it's it's the way of the world. Unless unless you you know you do have the luxury of unlimited publicity, it's tough going. But um, if I can get to the end at St Mary's and you know hand on heart say I've done my best. Um, that's all I can do, and I can I can be proud. And how is the training going at the moment? Uh, very well, Jim. Thank you. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not going to say too much, but you know, this year I've really focused on on, on quality. Um, I've achieved everything I set out to do in training, uh, which has been good. Um, but you know, with with this type of extreme challenge, it does. I've said before, it it, it doesn't matter how how much training you do. There becomes a point where it's about mental mental strength and and the reason why, and I'm sure a point will come where my body will naturally want want to drop to the floor, um, and that's where no amount of training can can help. It's about just just the reason why, and you just carry on through through love. And I I know you will, and I know you're going to do it. You know you're going to smash it. And um yeah just amazing just the best of luck um justgiving.com slash manchester 206 if you want to give money to uh to ben's insane challenge um in the best possible way uh ben thank you very much for coming on thank you very much jim it's uh, an honor and uh, love, love to the fam- uh, to the dadless whole family and um, you know everybody look after each other look after your families and god bless there you go that's ben morehouse thank you very much for him joining in with the dadless soul sessions podcast i'm back next month with another guest make sure you listen out for that and don't forget to follow us on social media at dadless soul wherever you get onto socials even threads yeah we're on threads we don't thread a lot but we're on there maybe by the time you listen to this we'll be threading loads who knows at Dadless Soul, anyway.